Good morning, Nachum. Good Erev Shabbos, everybody. Wow. Tomorrow we have the privilege of starting again. Bereshis Barat Elokim. According to the Chinuch, in Parshas Bereshis, there is one mitzvah, the positive mitzvah of Pru Urvu, the mitzvah of bringing children into this world to populate this world so Hashem can have people in this world for whom, as the Mekubalim tell us, Teva Hatov Lehetiv. What does that mean? The nature of the good one, referring to Hashem, is to extend goodness, meaning that the rabbis teach us not only is the Torah telling us that there is a creator, but the Torah is telling us why Hashem created the world. Bereshis, for Rashis, and Rashi tells us that the term Rashis refers to one, the Torah. The Torah is called Rashis, and therefore Bereshis, not only did Hashem look into the Torah and thereby create a world that is going to be best for the people that will be in this world. And the second interpretation of Rashis, according to Rashi, is for Yisrael, for the Jewish people that are called Rashis. So just as when one buys, be it an appliance or any other kind of electrical or practical um, object, there's going to be a owner's manual, and the owner's manual tells the person how they can get the best usage out of their appliance. Similarly, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, gracious for the Jewish people, did he give a Torah, giving the Jewish people, and indeed, we are to be the Or Lagoyim, the light unto the world, showing the people of this world how one can maximize their time in this world and live the best way possible. So that very term, Beratius, is not simply telling us a creation of time, but it is telling us a much deeper factor that there is a reason for this world. That God put people in this world that they should do good in order that he should be able to constantly extend goodness to them. Pasha's Bereshis extends for approximately 1,000 years. We have Adam HaRishon, who God said to him, On the day that you eat from the forbidden fruit, you will die. And indeed, the verse says his expulsion from Gan Eden was a form of death. Or we see that as a result of his eating from the tree, Adam became mortal. So the parsha basically begins 
with creation takes us from Adam to Noah. Adam, according to our rabbis, gives 70 years of his life to David HaMelech. He dies at the age of 930, as we find towards the end of the parasha, and we're brought at the end of the parasha to Noah. I'd like to share with you an interesting midrash, which the Be'er Yosef brings. It's quoted by the Tosve Harosh, and the midrash is talking about the second day, whereby on the second day the Torah tells us that HaKadosh Baruch Hu made the Rakia, which we'll call heaven, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu divided by Abdel, and he divided Ben Hamayim, Hashem mitachas the waters below the heaven and the waters above the heaven. And the, the famous Rashi, which tells us why we do not find the term Kitov, that was good, which is found in every day of creation, except for the second day, where it does not. So Rashi tells us, because the, quote, waterways, which were begun on the second day, were not completed until the third day, and something which is not completed is not in a state of tov. However, the Ber Yosef quotes the Medrash, which says as follows, we don't find Kitov on the second day because there was machlokes, there was divisiveness, namely the lower waters, when they were divided from the upper waters, go'u they cried bitter tears that they would now be in a makom tumor that they would be in an impure environment. So, in order to appease the lower waters, or in order to try to explain this, that there is a certain symmetry, beauty, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu created the world, and now, the, as we can say, just as each nation has its sar, its prince, which takes care of it and looks out for it, so to the waters. And therefore, the waters complain, look what's happening. There's now a division, which is why Kitov is not found on the second day. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu said, relax, I will give you something that the upper waters don't have, namely, Nisuch Hamayim that there's going to be one week during the year, namely the holiday of Sukkot, whereby water, every day in the base of Migdash, wine was poured on the Mizbeah. And now, on the week of Sukkot, <clears throat> water was, was were drawn during the night, and these waters were poured on the Mizbeach once a year, and this was to appease the 
uh, lower waters. Now, the waters complained and said, wait a minute, that's only one week during the year. So the Medrash goes on to say that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave the lower waters an additional aspect of appeasement, namely that of the mitzvah of Melach, salt, that the Torah tells us in Vayikra, chapter 2, Pasuk 13, the Torah says that the korban extended from that, all korbanos were salted, and there was to be salt on the Mizbeah. For those such bis, melach bris alokecho, you shall not discontinue the covenant that Hashem made with salt. And what is that? That to appease the waters, this is what Rashi brings on Pasuk, chapter 2, Pasuk 13 in Vayikra, from, from the six days of creation, the waters were promised that they would be, number one, offered on the Mizbeach in the form of salt, and that the pouring on the Mizbeach on the Yom Tov of Sukkos. Fascinating. Okay, now comes along the the Yosef and says, take a step back, and what can we learn from this? He says, learn from this how powerful, significant mitzvot are. Take the uh, mitzvah of Niso Hamayim. So interestingly, this is not counted as one of the 613. Interestingly, it's not found explicitly in the Torah. It's found by the addition of the Mem Yud Mem over the course of the holiday of Sukkos in describing the Karban Musaf of the days of Sukkos. The rabbis find the extra three letters of Mem Yud Mem to be Marames to teach us that there is this mitzvah of pouring three lugin of water on the Mizbeach every day. Wow! So for one week's worth of pouring water on the Mizbeach, HaKadosh Baruch Hu said to the waters, you might have to wait 3,000 years and they're only going to pour three lugin of water. And yet, wow, this was to appease the waters. Unbelievable. What does that show? It shows the powerful significance of mitzvot. And let's take it one step beyond. It's not only the actual performance of the mitzvah, but the hachana. Because after all, we just finished the Yom Tov of Sukkos. And what do we find? Mishaloroah. Whoever did not see the celebration, the joy of the Simchas Beis Hashem Eva that they had 
each night, starting with the second night of Sukkot in the base of Mikdash, the singing, the dancing, the excitement. If one did not see it, he did not see real joy in his life. Now think about it. What was going on that they were so happy about? The answer is, Ush'avtem mayim bisosom. They were drawing the water at that time for the mitzvah of Nisach, of pouring the water, which would take place in the morning. Whoa! So this was the hachana of the mitzvah. This was the preparation of the mitzvah. And let's take note, everybody, that the Tosfos were brought in the Yerushalmi, the Tosfos in the Gemara Sukkah, Dafnun teaches that they would not only draw water, but they drew Ruach HaKodesh from this experience, from this happening, and it was at that time that Yonah ben Amitai received his nevuah to go to Ninveh. All this comes from the Simchas Pesach Eva, which was celebrating not even the mitzvah itself, but the achonah, the preparation for mitzvahs. So I'd like to suggest in the name of the Be'er Yosef, that Parshas Bereshis, while it only has one mitzvah of Purvu, is really teaching us how significant, how exciting, how important each mitzvah and the preparation of each mitzvah is. May we truly be inspired as we start Baruch Hashem again with the privilege of enacting and living the Rashi's Baralukim to realize not only Ashrenu Matov Chalkenu, how privileged we are that we have the Torah, but the excitement of preparation and the privilege of performance of the mitzvos is literally a fulfillment of the Rashi's Baral Elohim. Shabbat Shalom to all.